Welcome back to That Handicapping Show. I'm Claire Novak here with Tom Lamara for a special preview edition. We will be looking at the Preakness Stakes uh, run up the, up the road in Baltimore. And Tom, the question is, can American Pharaoh win this race and carry on with hopes of a triple crown? Well, the, the first question is, of course, we're looking at this race about nine days before, is how many of these horses will really be entered and how many new shooters will be entered. Um, right now, there are strong commitments from the top three finishers of the Derby, American Pharaoh, Firing, Firing Line. Line, and Dortmund, mm -hmm. which will make for a very interesting race in itself. Waiting to hear whether Todd Pletcher is planning to run um, uh, more than just Stanford. Um, he has three horses that he's looking at, including Materiality, who ran a pretty good race in the Derby, um, despite a start, or, uh, uh, despite trouble at the start, mm -hmm. excuse me, and you know he would clearly be a major factor in this race. So we've got to kind of wing it here, um, but uh, we will go on what we know. And um, as of now, the top three from the Derby are in, and a couple new horses. So, so the race is a mile and three sixteenths, and people make a lot of uh, commotion about the supposedly tighter no turns at Pimlico <laughs> or that the track is tighter than it is at mm. Churchill. Um, that may be a little bit of the case regarding the tight track, but the kind of tight turn mythology is a little bit of a, uh, a legend there. Uh, uh, the biggest thing that is a challenge uh, for these horses coming around, turning around in in the two-week time frame from the Derby to here, you know, maybe facing some new shooters. However, uh, I think the biggest challenge for American Pharaoh is having two very speedy horses who finished quite close to him in the Derby mm -hmm. who are now getting a chance to cut back in distance. And I personally think that in the first two legs of the of these Triple Crown races, you're going to see these horses come out of the Derby and run well in the Preakness. It's a little bit of a misnomer that it's too quick of a turnaround for them. Where you generally see them run into trouble is down the road at the Belmont after running in the Preakness. So I have no concerns as long as they're sound about American Pharaoh or Dortmund or Firing Line being fit enough and in shape enough to, uh, to run well in the Preakness. Um, but my concern for American Pharaoh is just that he had to do a lot of work to get the Derby won. And I think that Dortmund and Firing Line are still pretty dangerous. Yes. And the way that that race played out, um, the winner was in third right behind Dortmund and Firing Line throughout until, of course, the top of the stretch when he made his move. And yes, he was under a lot of urging from the top of the stretch on. You could say that he had a great trip. Well, he did. He was ideally placed, but you know what? Give the horse credit. He had, eight, he had the 18 post. He's fast enough to get position. He can rate. There were a lot of positives there, and the mm -hmm. bottom line is the horse won the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't come home that fast. I, I don't really know if that's... I don't really know what that means in this case because no one really closed from the back except for Frosted. Right. Um, you know, he finished, I think, a neck or a head behind Dortmund. But, you know, on that particular day, they were the, 
the three horses that were out early and they were the three horses that were there late. So mm -hmm. you've got to give him credit for that no matter what the final time was. And honestly, when you look at what these three have accomplished compared to the new shooters who could be coming in here, I mean, their resumes are night and day. You do have Divining Rod who skipped the Derby uh, to run in this race instead. He's the winner of the Coolmore Lexington, but prior to that, you know, didn't run all that well down in Florida. I mean, he ran okay, but he, compared to, you know, a horse that won the Arkansas Derby by eight lengths in a hand ride, or a horse that won the Santa Anita Derby the way Dortmund did, or a horse that won the Sunland Derby by 14 lengths, I mean, these, these three are clearly the class of the field. Um, other horses in here that, you know, are new horses that we're hearing about, this horse who won the Federico Tessio, so he's a local horse who has Bodhi experience. Sattva. Yeah, thank you. You, <laughs> you noticed didn't I didn't say it. Say it. I was you like, how do you pronounce it. this horse's name? But anyway, you know, he won the, the local prep here. Um, and then we've got some horses who are kind of still on the fence, not sure if Danzig Moon is going to go, not sure what the coach is going to do with Mr. Z, who honestly has had just about as long of a campaign as a horse could have. And I personally would... 13 starts so far. Uh, Last year and this year, of course. I mean, hey. When they're right, we run them. He runs them. He runs, runs them. And we never give up on a horse. You never give up. All right. So we will come back. We'll be um, at Pimlico for the Preakness edition of that handicapping show to really dig into, you know, where these horses drew post positions, how horses are coming into the race. Today is the first day that American Pharaoh and Dortmund both go back to the mm -hmm. track to jog at Churchill Downs. Um, so we're going to need to see, you know, how those guys have come out of the Derby and hopefully American Pharaoh doesn't have any of those, you know, nagging foot issues that they've been dealing with. Um, but just overall, I think you and I both agree that these top three are going to be tough to beat. I think so. And one thing about Dortmund too is, you know, you, you could tell at the start of the Derby that Martin Garcia wanted the horse in front. Mm -hmm. He got out there really, really quickly. And this wasn't about just like his last couple races where he kind of inherited the lead because there wasn't a lot of speed. The horse, there was a lot of speed, in, or there could have been a lot of speed in the Derby. Mm -hmm. As it turned out, there wasn't. But he gunned him out front. But you know what? I think next time around, this is a horse that can rate. I think next time around, you'll see maybe a slightly different ride. And I know he finished third of the three, but... Um, you know, I think he has a chance to uh, greatly improve upon that third uh, if he runs in the Preakness. So Tom and I both uh, <laughs> looking a little skeptically. It's too early to pick uh, who we like, but really, I, I'm real. I'm still really impressed with the horse, and I almost like the fact that he finally lost a race because now he can get back. You know, start a new streak. All right. Well, I would like to point out that cheerfully, I did have firing line to finish second in the Derby, so that was pretty good. As for did me. I. Um, good we, job. We actually did well. We had, I think, we both had the top three, but just not in the order that. I did not. Top. I tossed American Pharaoh. Way oh, to go, okay. Claire. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of us did. Who did I pick third, Tom? Upstart. That well, did not go so well. Well, but that's hey, a whole other story. You got to take what you can get, and both of us still really do like Dortmund. I think uh, you know it's going to be exciting to see as long as these horses come into the race well, uh, get to see a matchup and maybe a little change of tactics. So we will be back from Pimlico, and we will. Oh, and really quick to mention, this weekend we do have the Man of War and the Vanity. 
from Belmont and from Santa Anita. So you can catch Beholder in the Vanity. You can catch Hardest Core, the Arlington Million winner, making his comeback in the Man of War. And we'll have all that coverage at bloodhorse.com. So go there and read it. As always, we want to thank you for watching that Handicapping Show.